Hey y'all, and welcome back to In Killing Color. This is episode number 28. And today we're going to talk about a lady named Nicole Johnson. I'm sure most people don't know who that is, but by the time this episode is over, you will know her and exactly what she did. Let's get to it. These are their stories. As a mother, being a mother myself, sometimes life does get hard and it does get difficult to provide everything you need for yourself and your children. Now, whether that's lack of resources from your partner or just lack of coins in general to do whatever you need to do to provide for your children and yourself, sometimes it does get overwhelming. Now, that was the case of Deshelle Johnson. Now, she was the mother of two young children and she was definitely going through a hard patch in her life. So she felt it best that she sent her two children to live with her aunt and uncle in Ohio, which she was from Baltimore, but she sent them to Ohio because she felt that they would flourish and do everything and get everything done that they need to get done in life because they raised her and she felt that was probably the safest place for them. And I'm not even mad at that. Once she sent her kids to live with her aunt and uncle, James and Evelyn, she thought that everything was going to be great. The kids would be provided for and they would be looked after and it would be smooth sailings going forward. And for a long time, everything was good. But on September 20th, 2018, her aunt Evelyn died while recovering from surgery. And that really devastated Deshelle because they were really close. And she kind of got in her head that maybe her uncle wouldn't be able to, you know, fully take care of her kids all while grieving his wife and, you know, just providing for young children in general because young children are a lot to deal with. So she was like, hey, maybe I could send this my kids to my sister. And her sister is 33 year old Nicole Johnson. She reached out to her sister, told her what was going on, and her sister was like, yeah, I'll watch the kids for you, no problem. So she then decided to take the kids from Ohio, where they had been, back to Baltimore. Now the uncle, he never said that he wouldn't continue watching the kids. That was just something that Deshelle figured that he wouldn't be able to do because he was grieving. And I mean, I understand her mindset, but I also get what he's saying too. They were probably his bright spot in his life in a really dark time. You know, he pleaded with Nicole not to take the kids back to Baltimore, you know, since they were used to Ohio. And it really wouldn't make any sense for them to just come straight out of school, just going somewhere that they really weren't familiar with. But Nicole was like, she ain't trying to hear it. I live in Baltimore. These kids coming to Baltimore and that's what we're going to do. So she got the kids, packed them up, took them back to Baltimore And once they left, he really didn't hear any updates or anything from Nicole. We don't really know what Nicole had going on outside of caring for the kids, but it was obviously a lot because the family members would always tell him, hey, y'all, you know, the kids are good. Everything's okay. 
But, you know, he never got real confirmation from Nicole as to how the kids were actually doing. He was sending her money for the children. He was sending them clothes and everything, you know, just doing what he had to do from afar because that's what he was used to doing. But she still was very, very scarce with the updates. And that started to bother the family. And it also started to bother their mother, Deshelle. You know, she would call. She wouldn't get a call back for like a week or two. And it's kind of like, hey, girl, you got my kids like. I need to talk to you. Yes, I'm going through some things, but guess what, baby? You got my kids and I need to know that they're okay. Right? I mean, I think so. So, according to court documents, Deshelle reached out to her, like I said, a bunch of times and she never got back to her. She said that she eventually heard from Nicole in March of 2021 And she arranged at that time to have Nicole bring the kids back to her because I'm guessing Deshelle got her things together. She got everything in place to have her kids back with her. And I understand that as well. But when she went to go retrieve the kids, the kids were nowhere to be found. She was unable to find the kids and she also could not find her sister Nicole and that was the beginning of a long downward spiral and a tragic ending for Deshelle, Nicole, and her two children. It seems like everything kind of culminated and came to an abrupt, rough discovery on July 28th of 2020. The bodies of Jocelyn Marie James Johnson, who was seven, and Larry Darnell O'Neill, who was five, was found decomposing in the trunk of Nicole's car. Now, I, I want you guys to put on your thinking caps really quickly because when I said that the auntie died in 2018, so 18 and 21, there's math there to do. Now, court documents allege that Johnson said that one day she had gotten kind of upset with Jocelyn for some reason and then she started hitting her niece. They, I don't know. They, I'm sure they weren't fighting because she's only seven. But she ended up hitting her. The girl fell on the ground and hit her head. Police records say that. Then Nicole started stomping and smashing her head into the floor. And she ultimately killed the young girl. They said that Johnson finally realized what she had done. She took her niece's body, put it in a suitcase, and put it in her car in May, May of 2020. And that's where she remained. Then she told the police that about two months later, her little brother Larry, quote, quote, fell asleep and never woke back up. So then she took his body, put it in a plastic bag, put it in her trunk, and continued on with her life like nothing was happening. So this is how Nicole even got found out and how anybody even found out about the children more than a year or so after they had been murdered. So Nicole Johnson was driving one night around 11 p.m. and she got pulled over by the cops. Now the cops pulled her over because they said, you know, she was supposedly driving without a license She had some forged temporary plates and a registration. So I know we've all rolled dirty before. So don't be sitting there looking like you ain't never rolled dirty because you have. You have. And I know you have. 
They then pulled her over and they said that, hey, you know, you can't drive your car. We're going to have to tow it. And to that response, she said, it doesn't matter. I won't be here in five days anyway. You'll see me on the news making my big debut. Now, I don't and cannot even make sense of what that means. But it seems like it's possibly maybe she was saying that within five days she was about to like maybe unalive herself or she was about to hit the highway and go on about her business and nobody was going to ever find her again. I'm not sure. But she was confident in the fact that it don't even matter because in five days, I ain't going to be here no way. So the police officers started searching her vehicle as they should have. And while they were searching in the car, they noticed the odor. So they asked her to open the trunk and asked her to move some items around so they could look. So when she opened the trunk, she tried to take out a suitcase. And the suitcase had a blanket on top of it. And the cops were like, don't stop stop right there where you are and when they did that they noticed the body of seven-year-old jocelyn and five-year-old larry larry was wrapped up in a bag in the blanket excuse me and she was in the suitcase now like most people do nicole knew she was clocked so she tried to make a run for it but the police was like eh, we got you so they arrested her and once they took the young children's bodies to the morgue or the police station, they saw that the babies were severely, severely malnutrition. I mean, Larry was five years old and he weighed 20 pounds, but Jocelyn was seven and she weighed 18 pounds. Now, we know the appropriate size or weight of children, but at seven years old, you're 18 pounds and at five years old you're 20 pounds I can't even imagine what Nicole had going on in the house I like I'm, I'm really at a loss because it was just a lot so when she got arrested at the traffic stop there was another woman in the car but she has been cleared of all information and all charges because she didn't have any idea what was going on she was in the car with her homegirl you know going somewhere so they didn't even pay any attention to her she, they say that Nicole allegedly told the detectives that she had been driving around with the bodies in her trunk for months. But when you actually start doing the math, it was more like a year. So you are actively driving around in a car, riding around, doing whatever you do, going to get your hair done, your nails done, going to the grocery store, blah, 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 whatever, with your niece and nephew's body in the trunk. Girl, what? Now, people were interviewed, you know, trying to figure out what Nicole had going on. And several of her friends said that she lived in some hotels along this place called the Pulaski Highway. And they had no idea that she was even caring for any children or they hadn't even seen her with them because Nicole herself did not have children. Now, they interviewed the passenger and the passenger said that the family knew that she was kind of staying in hotels, but nobody really could do anything about it because she was so adamant about not getting any help from anybody that she was just going to do it on her own. But at the end of the day, nobody knew that there was children in her care. Now, the police did interview Larry David O'Neill, who is Larry Jr.'s dad, and they had a custody agreement. So him and Deshell had a custody agreement and he was supposed to see his son at least once a week. 
but there was always a struggle in visitation. Understood, it happens. I can't claim about it. He said that Deshelle kept his son from him and she was never really a good mother to the children, according to him. But sometimes we can't really place a grain of salt on what dads say in certain situations like this because, you know, they might just be trying to throw her under the bus. We don't really know. So he said that she would sometimes leave the kids with other family members or whatever, just to like go out and kick it. I mean, hey, yeah, I. I'm not against, hey, I'm going to drop these kids off with you, auntie, because I got to go to a function. Everybody does that. So that doesn't, like, make her a bad mom because she leaves her kids with her family so she can hang out and have a life. Because at the end of the day, hey, mama got to have a life, too. She really does. Y'all might don't like that, but it it is what it is. Now, the reason I'm saying some of that stuff is because Larry Jr.'s dad is in prison on drug charges. And he says that he had just talked to his current girlfriend about trying to get custody of little Larry once he got released in three months. But while he was trying to devise that strategy and do all these things, he didn't even know that his little boy was already dead. And I'm sure when he found out it was, it was awful. If you were planning to get your kid away from somebody that you felt was unfit, and you couldn't do anything about it and then you could do something about it and they're not here anymore, I can't even. He said that he tried to persuade Deshelle to keep his son in Ohio. He says that he wished he had fought harder. All parents wish they had fought harder. Most parents wish they had fought harder. But when you're in jail, you can only do so much. He says that he thinks that both of the children would have survived if they had been with him. And I hate to say it like this, Larry, but wasn't nobody going to be able to survive with you, baby, because you was on lockdown. But I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. People are saying that the kids were not in school. They were not registered, but they were. Jocelyn was enrolled in the Dayton Public school system when she was with her uncle from 2018 to 2019 but Larry was not old enough to go to school so he wasn't so he would have just been trying to go to kindergarten around the time when he was um unalived by his aunt now Jocelyn was in school she was a really good student and she really loved taking care of her brother according to her uncle now the kid's grandmother whose name is Michelle Johnson she said that she last saw Jocelyn and Larry in December of 2019, where she always was, like I said, asking, hey, what about the kids? What about the kids? Where are the kids? But she never got any answers. They say that the mom, Deshelle Johnson, had returned to Ohio briefly by mid-2020 before leaving again in the summer, and she moved back in with her mom. Her mom, Michelle, said that she was pregnant and gave birth to another child on November of 26, excuse me, in November of that same year. Now, when her mom went to her and was like, hey, I know you're having a baby, yeah, okay, but like, where are your other children? In my head, it's a lot like, you're trying to bring another life into this world when you're not even providing, protecting, 
taking care of the ones that you already have. I get it. It's it's common sense. It's, it's really common sense. So, back to Nicole and everything that she has. They're saying that this case really has struck a nerve with a lot of people. And a lot of people have really been upset because... They just want to know how the mom or the auntie could have just been so callous in regards to these children's lives. None of the family members really put up a fight to try to figure out where the kids were when they weren't with their mom. They just figured, hey, they're with her sister. They should be okay. And in everybody's normal train of thought, that is appropriate. If I trust my sister, which I don't have, but if I had one and I trusted her with my two boys, then I personally would feel like they were taken care of, but it had to be something else going on for her to just be like, I'm going to go. So in my head, it makes me think there was a man involved. And the man was like, I don't want to deal with any other children because men do stuff like that. They say stuff like that. So maybe that's, maybe that's what happened. I'm not sure. So now... Nicole is on trial and her lawyer is saying that her client, which is Nicole, suffered from a difficult childhood and she's currently sorting through what happened. She said that this case has so many multiple layers of tragedies, starting with my client's childhood and the abuse and neglect she has suffered, culminating in the tragic deaths of her niece and nephew. We are just beginning to uncover how her mental and emotional state played a role in the event themselves. But my client is absolutely devastated by the deaths of her niece and nephew. And we have a lot of work to do and a lot of layers to peel back to try to find out how all of this happened. Let me pull my soapbox out of the corner real quick and get on it. She may be devastated because she's in jail. Because if she was actually devastated, I believe, and I usually don't do lots of like, I think, I think opinions, but I'm going to do it on this one. She was not devastated when she was riding around her car with her niece and nephew in the fucking trunk. You just going to act like, was she just acting like they weren't, there was nothing back there? If the police smelled something, I know you smelled something, ma'am. You knew those people, them kids was back there. You knew that. Ooh, child. Now, within the news, lots of family members have spoken out, but they don't spoke out, spoke out. They don't speak out too much. Um, now, Deshelle still has been actively quiet on in public and things like that but she has made some social media posts and she had the nerve to do a GoFundMe for funeral costs <laughs> never mind I had a whole statement and I'm gonna just go ahead and leave it where it's at the mom which is Michelle she definitely said I do not want to bury my grandchildren I think this is completely out of pocket she's had several interviews afterwards but she's canceled it 
she's saying that she has paid the penalty within her family for certain remarks that she has made in regards to the case. But the one that I'm sure probably sticks out to everybody is when she said, I love her. I love both of my daughters, but I want them to pay with every soul in my bones. They can put her to sleep as far as I'm concerned. They can put both of them to sleep. That's exactly what I want. I want both of my daughters to be equally charged because both are guilty. And I'm not even about to be like, girl, I don't know. She's right. She's right. Because Deshelle is just as much to blame as Nicole. The grandmother said that she last, like I said earlier, she last saw her kids and children, grandchildren in 2019. And she had been trying to get them back from the auntie and the mom herself. She called CPS multiple times. And here we go with CPS ass again, because they don't do what the fuck they supposed to do. They don't do what they supposed to do ever. Okay, I'm not gonna say ever, but they don't do what they're supposed to do. And it ends up most of the time in these children paying with their lives all because they don't take things seriously. Y'all need to be investigated, CPS. And when these children be getting unalive by these family members and these foster parents, y'all need to be charged too, caseworker. But anyway, she's currently, Nicole is definitely currently being held in the Baltimore County Detention Center and they have her listed as unstable. So, you know, based on my other stories, what that means, that she's not actually possibly going to trial right now because she's mentally unstable, which she may very well be. But the fact still stands of everything that has happened. Tons of police reports have come out, tons of information, but everything is completely, really not complete because Nicole is not saying what she actually did. And that's the part that bothers me the most. You already got clocked. They know you did it. Just tell them what you did. Even though Deshelle might be a little out of pocket and has some things going on, she wants to know what happened to her kids. The family wants to know what happened to those children. The grandmother wants to know what happened to her grandkids. Give them the information they need so they can properly process this loss and move on. Now, in some more interviews, I saw that they said that the day before Nicole got arrested, she went to go get her hair done. And I'm going to post a picture of her because she did have some fresh braid locks, whatever. But she went to get her hair done. Now, the hairstylist says she's been doing Nicole's hair monthly. So when I think about monthly, I think about she's in there getting her hair twisted, kicking and carrying on with the stylist all while there's two children in her trunk. But she's devastated, right? <laughs> right. Now, her hairstylist, Tierra, said that they usually just talk. You know how you go in the hair salon, you talk, you chill discuss plans or whatever but she would never mention the kids and tiara said that the last time she got her hair braided the night before that something was off with nicole she said that it wasn't just a normal conversation and her body posture was different she was just facing the wall and acting like something was wrong i couldn't even get a picture to do i couldn't even picture that she could do something like that she never really gave off that vibe so maybe the day before she had some type of break. Maybe something happened. We don't know. Nobody knows because Nicole is not talking. 
Now, the Maryland Child Protective Services Office was contacted and they declined to comment on whether or not they had been notified or were investigating the case of Ashley, excuse me, Jocelyn and Larry. They said they don't have any concerns about the little baby that Nicole had, excuse me, the shell had back in November of that year. But of course they don't have any concerns because they don't have any concerns at all. Never. They don't, they don't never have any concerns. Now the mom, there's a fact of the point that she's harping on. She's saying that what really pissed her off was that she named, Deshelle named her new baby, Melanie Evelyn Nicole. She named her new baby after her sister. And then her sister went and unalived her two kids. This was just a sad story overall because for me, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. When you entrust someone else with your children, whether it's because you're having financial difficulties or you're having life or life be lifing, because at the end of the day, everybody knows life be lifing. So if you are going through things and you trust somebody with your not one, but two children, if that person is not able to take care of said children, give them back to where the fuck they were. Those kids did not need to leave the uncle. That uncle is devastated because he had his hands on those babies. He had them hands on them. Those praying hands, those comforting hands were on those children. Those children were thriving with them. And then one thing happened and it caused a spiral causing those children to lose their lives when ultimately that, to be quite honest, was not even necessary because it shouldn't have happened. I can't speak to the mind state of Nicole or Deshelle because neither one of them are talking. And guess what? I ain't psychic. I ain't, I ain't none of that. But what I do know is Deshelle did trust her sister with her children and her sister betrayed her trust ultimately by unaliving her children because supposedly she was mad. Why you was mad at a seven-year-old? What'd she do to you? Girl, if you don't tell her to go to her room and get up out your face, like, that's it. Now the family has to mourn these kids. You have to go through this trial. You have to go through all these things. The mom has to relive all these things. I'm not sure. I think I'm about to head over to Deshelle's Instagram and see what she got going on. Because if she got something going on, girl, I'm about to see if I can get an interview. Okay? I want to know what's the tea, ma'am. What you had going on? How your new baby doing? You going to send that baby off too? You probably not because you probably learned your lesson this time, didn't you? I'm sorry if this is coming off a little judgy and a lot of people might not like it. But guess what? <laughs> this is my show. And I can talk and say exactly what I want to say. So, there's that. I do hope the family gets some answers at some point, somewhere down the line, because they deserve that. And those children need to be deserved. Those children deserve to be remembered as they were. Loving brothers and sisters, just trying to live life. Hmm. That was a rough one, y'all. But I do appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all know I be stumbling through my stuff, but I feel like that adds to the authenticity of my show. But if it don't, guess what? You don't have to like that either. <laughs> anyway, 
I'll be back next week with another story. And I'm sure you're going to like it because you like all of them. And I like y'all too. I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.